Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez is the Best. Today is Tuesday, November 10, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else, but stick around. You might learn something new. Welcome to the show, everybody. How was your weekend? Was it fruitful? Mine was very basic. I don't even remember what I did. Going through the motions. Tomorrow is uh, Lazada's 11-11 sale, by the way. Hala Hala Show has a link. I'll probably post it in the description of this episode as well. Just so that, you know, if you want to shop on there, if you're a new user, uh, there's a promo code. But besides that, well, what's going on with you guys? I had a very eventful day today, though. Now, now weekend was very, it's full of Call of Duty Warzone. But this today was actually, I had something, I had something going on today. I, uh, I did a little kind of interview. No, yeah, interview slash reunion session with my mix batch mates from, uh, the mix 2017 VJ search. So in case you didn't know, I, I won the mix VJ search in 2017 alongside, uh, tours Daza, Arturo Daza, tours Daza, Kim Cruz and Debbie Ten. And we, we reunited today. Uh, with the two remaining mixed VJs on the squad. So Ai De La Cruz, who for me is probably the best VJ slash host that I have ever met in my life. Hands down. And uh, VJ Sam Alvero. She's a cool girl. And also joined us was the uh, VJ Aya, who I never worked with. But she I think she was batch 2019 with... with Anton and Danny. So yeah, it was it was um it was pretty cool, man, just to catch up with all of them. And it it may reminded me of my younger days of <laughs> hosting on television. But yeah, so that's what I did today. I ate a shitload of Jollibee because if you checked out my Instagram, I had Jollibee uh hooked it up with with GCs. A little bit of cash on the side, but GCs. So I've been fucking up my diet again, bro. I just, you know, ever since I let myself slip, I just, I have been in this cycle of bullshit of, of losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight. And, you know, I was on a good momentum around June, July. And then I kind of just said, fuck it. And I need to get back to that June, July mindset of not really eating that much. <laughs> uh, I also had to move my car. This, I guess this was something that happened yesterday. So not the weekend, but yesterday. So I had my car here in the office building because I'm in the office right now. I had my car in the office building and my my little lease thingy expired in August. And uh, But the thing is, when I paid uh, the down payment of or ng parking slot or whatever, I paid the first two months in advance and a two-month deposit or like a two-month security. So after the lease ended, after I asked, you know, for update about the, 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 the two months payment, 
of yung utang nila sa akin. They never really responded. So sabi ko, I'm just gonna leave my car here until, until you know, hanggang sabihin nila. So I, lamampasan ng ano, it reached two months and then I guess they finally reached out. So I don't know if I should ask for the money back or not because I technically parked in their slot for an extra two months. I mean, I don't know. I guess not. I don't know. I'll just, I budgeted for it. I said, well, bahala na. Just, because I, I was going to spend that money on parking anyway. But I was able to move my car, finally, to my building, my actual building. So, you know, I, whenever I park my car, if you didn't know, it's here in my office building. So I, I'd have to walk to my office building and drive whenever I needed to go somewhere. And, uh, yeah, if I, like if I wanted to go to an event, I'd go there. So now at least it's in my basement. I'm on a basement floor parking. Jesus Christ, I did not know how deep the... How deep is your love? How deep the basement parking is in uh, in my building. It goes down to like B6. And I just I had to kind of fathom. I mean, I had to conceptualize it. Because, you know, I'm, all, I'm so used to walking into my building ground level that I don't know how deep underground our, my building actually goes. And I think it goes to like B6. There's like six floors beneath the earth of what I'm used to when I walk into my building. It's, it's, it's pretty nuts. It smells like shit in there, huh? I mean, I don't think there's any parking lot that doesn't smell like shit, but it smells like shit down there. Because I guess because you're next to all the rats and stuff that live down there. I get, I haven't seen any. I'm just saying, I don't think I've ever been to an underground parking that isn't stuffy, hot, and like smells gross. But finally got my car in my building. So that's the update in my life. Really nothing else. But I do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, I had this one a little more on a somber note. I, I wanted to shout out my, my friend, uh, Jed Flores. Uh, he actually passed away, uh, last week, literally maybe a few, actually a little less than a week ago. Passed away because of fuck cancer, man. Young guy too. Uh, he's like, he was like 30, maybe 33. 34, 32, 33, 34, around that age. We weren't the best of friends. I'll, I'll let you know that. He was my cousin's really good friend, though. And I'm sure it, it affected him and his, their little circle of friends a lot because they were part, he was part, he, Jed, was part of a very close-knit group of friends. Like, they would always hang out together. And they were friends since high school. So I, can, I can't imagine what, what they're going through, how they're feeling. And I hope they're doing okay. Uh, the reason I also want to shout him out is because the, the, I bought my laptop from him. The laptop that I use to edit vlogs, the laptop that I, and he lived in the States. Like he actually gave it to my cousin to send it to me. Um, and yeah, so I just want to, you know, when I upload a podcast, a halo halo or this podcast, or when I make a vlog, IG, a Jay in the Life vlog, it's on the laptop that he gave me because he was a video editor. For I think that was his career, he was, or maybe it was his sideline, but he he was really good at it. So I just want to shout out to Jed Flores. Uh, he was a nice guy. Uh, he was a great friend to my cousin, and he was nice. He was a friend to me as well. I mean, we 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 would hang out sometimes when my cousin with my cousin. We I remember he came over and hung out here with me and my and my cousin and his and our and his other friend on. Here in BGC, we ate out. We went to we went to Green Hills together. That was the last time I saw him. So, uh, rest in power, my friend. Uh, I think he's in a better place. You know, I'm not really a believer in in let's say heaven, but I know that like wherever 
you go after you pass. I feel like it's it's always a better place. You know, it's peaceful. Whether it be, you know, because there's just no more pain from the cancer in this case. So shout out to Jed Flores, okay? I just want to give a little bit of a commemoration here, a little bit of a remembrance for that guy. And uh, I will never sell this laptop. I promise. I promise you, if you can hear this somehow, I don't know if there's some sort of like, some sort of pathway to your, wherever you are, Jed Flores. But I'm never selling this laptop, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it until it, it burns out and I'm gonna keep it somewhere and, uh, maybe just, I don't know. It's just, it's gonna be a memory of, of you that I will hold on to. But yeah, let's talk about some stuff though, okay? Let's move on. Let's move on to things that I found on the internet that we did not talk about on Hala Hala Show. Hala Hala this week, by the way. Mix 94, I think, is out. Mix 94 is out. We, what the hell did we talk about? Fick. We talked about, well, we talked about Joe Biden. We talked about the Soji, no to Soji bill, yes to Soji bill that's trending on social media. A little bit more about Johnny Depp. I know I talked about Johnny Depp on this podcast last week. And uh, the Marks and Spencer, Santa's yum nut. <laughs> we talked about that shit over there. But let's go on to what I found on the interwebs. Let's start with Justin Bieber's pastor. Do you guys hear about that? Justin Bieber... Uh, if you remember, he had a, you know, he's part of like a church or something that is, and there's a pastor that he was friends with and always hung out with. They even called him, he was like a showbiz pastor. <laughs> like a lot of people would, would follow like Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. Anyway, Justin Bieber's pastor, Carl Lentz, um, was in love with a New York beauty in a secret affair that led to his firing from mega church Hillsong. Hillsong, yes. So Hillsong, actually, is something that I've heard of. They have that that one, Hillsong United. They're like a group, which I actually like one of their songs because my cousin used it in her in her uh, same-day edit video. It's called, fuck, Hillsong United. Hillsong United. What's that song? My heart beating. Finally here at your feet. I think I talked about it on this podcast. Finally here at your feet again. It's called... I got it in three seconds, guys. Touch the sky. Yeah, I remember. I talked about it on this podcast. I, I, I remember having to Google the same shit. Touch the sky. Anyway, so Justin Bieber's pastor was uh, accused of having an affair and so he was fired by the church. I didn't know that 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 could happen. I mean, I guess you I mean, I don't know. Like so pastors do they make money or if they're if they're hired by a church? I honestly don't. I'm asking really out of out, sincerely out of curiosity. I don't know anything about how pastors work or past and pastors are the ones that talk, right? During the during the the the, the service is that is the, am I correct am I correct because I've been to a few I, I was dating a girl last year who was a Christian well her family's Christian she didn't really practice Christian values all the time blah blah, blah. but her family is Christian 
and I, I went to a few services and there's always the here in Lalena dito sa Pilipinas the the guy talking I think they call him pastor right or is he honestly what do you, I don't I don't know man I honestly know he's just the speaker the speaker who talks and shares lessons with the slideshow is that the pastor is this what Carl Lentz was a mega church pastor and one time spiritual advisor to singer Justin Bieber was fired due to moral failures. Brian Houston, 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 the founder of Hillsong, announced the termination in an online statement Wednesday. Uh, the statement goes as follows. This, this action was not taken lightly and was done in best interest of everyone, including Pastor Carl. Houston wrote thanking Lentz and his wife Laura for their work in the church. So wait, the the can the Laura still be in the church? I don't know. They have a heart for people, and we are confident that after a time of rest and restoration, God will use Carl in another way outside of Hillsong Church. In terminating his tenure, we in no way want to diminish the good work he did here. Okay. I thought it was like a forgiving thing. Can't they just like forgive him? <laughs> I guess they have to fire him to save their name. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know how that works. He's 41 years old, see Lentz, and... Oh, you hear that music? Um, when you accept the calling of being a pastor, you must live in such... Okay, let's find out. What is a pastor? Because when I was growing up Catholic church, there was the priest who did the homily. So, I'm not sure what it is. Here we go. It's a leader of a Christian congregation. Oh, okay, so I guess pastors are only in Christian, not Catholic who also gives advice and counsel to people from the community or congregation. Okay, let's find out. Do pastors get paid? Do pastors get paid? Is Joel Austin a pastor? You know, there's like those celebrity celebrity pastors. He is a pastor. Okay. I kind of get an idea of what a pastor is now. A pastor is the is the one is like the guy that talks during the Okay, so I when I went to service with that girl from you know the Christian service, those were the pastors. They're funny, huh? usually pastors. They they I mean to keep people's attention, they they usually relate it to everyday life. They try to make jokes. At least the ones that I went to seem to always have a light a light sense. And I actually you know I I I, I not that I was like happy to be there because I didn't really want to be there, but all things considered, it wasn't the most boring. It was way more entertaining than a Catholic service. I will give you that. Like, if I was going to attend a service, Catholic or or Christian, I'd probably go to a Christian one because at least they're talking to you uh, like a human being and not like, praise be, and I don't want to make fun of Catholic. <laughs> I'm not making fun of Catholic people. I'm just saying Catholic service to me is just oh, snooze fest, bro. It is a snooze fest. I digress. How do pastors make money? Let's see. What do learnreligions.com? How do preachers get paid? Learn what the Bible teaches about financially supporting ministers. So is a minister and a pastor the same thing? I don't know. These are so complicated. Okay. How do pastors get paid? Do all churches pay their preacher a salary? Should a pastor take money from the church to preach? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. What does the Bible teach about financially supporting ministry? These are common questions Christians ask, okay? 
what the Bible says about paying preachers. In 1 Timothy 5, the Apostle Paul taught that all ministry work is important, but preaching and teaching are especially worthy of honor because they are the core. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what is this? I just want to know the answer, man. Many Christians believe that being a pastor or a teacher is a relatively easy job. You believe, oh my God. I'm just going to go to a different answer. Okay, let's go to Quora. This is Quora, so you Q-U-O-R-A. So take all of this with a grain of salt. Most pastors get a salary from their church. The church collects a vol- voluntary contributions from its members and then uses this money to pay the pastor as well as to pay for the maintenance of the church, building supplies, etc. This is the bulk of the income of most pastors. Okay, so the donations thing. I remember doing that even in Catholic church because I remember when you give donation, it's usually for the upkeep of the church. So I guess in, in for pastors in the Christian thing, whenever you donate, they take a, a a bit of it, a bit of that. I wonder how much though, because that's a lot of money, huh? I mean, I've seen especially like the older folks in in the Christian service. I would look at, I would look around because I would never give money. Like I don't know, I I just don't. So when I would, I would, whenever people are passing around the envelopes or the baskets for the, in, in some cases, uh, I would look around and I would see some, literally some people dropping like thousand, like the blue bills, dude, here, thousand peso bills and, and putting them in there. It's pretty nuts. Uh, so I, I don't know. And there's like hundreds of people in that room. I'm just doing the math in my head. Uh, how many people are probably in a service? 200, maybe more. I, I'm really bad at, at conceptualizing people like groups of people let's say 300 people 300 people and let's say they just average 50 pesos that's a lot one service 300 times 50 that's 15,000 it's got to be more than 15,000 though maybe let's say 100 pesos because you got to account for the people who won't donate and then you got to account for the people who donate more so let's say 30,000 per service an inland service per day three four so 100,000 every day or every Every like weekend, and then I, I'm sure there's smaller services throughout the week where they get less. They must make a grip of money. Let's Google that. How much money do Christian churches make? Here we go. How much money does a typical church make in a year? This is from Quora. Once again, Quora. So you got to take this with a grain of salt. It's very difficult to answer a question like this. Depends on the country. Yeah, it makes sense. Consider 10 churches in the district. They have 600, 200. Oh, my God. Can you just give me a fucking answer? Dude, this is why I hate I hate asking myself questions sometimes. Because I, I am not satisfied with the answers. An average church, here we go, from Pete, a CEO at Religio Inc. An average church usually makes around 200,000 a year. I'm guessing dollars. 200,000 US dollars a year. However, these numbers have been declining due to a decline in church membership numbers. Uh, okay. My church reports its budget. The, the church it takes in from donations about 100,000. Yeah. So let's say per year in the US, 100,000 to 200,000 US dollars. That's a pretty good amount for a church. Uh, I don't know who, who else they have to pay. Do the nuns get paid? Do they? I, I'm asking. I'm not being facetious. Do nuns get paid? Like, how do nuns survive? How do priests survive? It's uh, it's actually very interesting. I should I should learn the answers to these questions. But one day I, I'm gonna have to Google it, and I don't want to waste your time by just googling it while you listen to me. So let's move on to the next topic. I was reading another article. 
and I it just popped up. The eight glasses of water a day. Eight glasses of water a day. Fact or fiction? And I and it said that it's not really you don't it actually you only need six glasses or something like four or five or six glasses less than eight is basically what i read and i was like no way dude you gotta have like eight glasses of water i feel like i drink 20 glasses of water a day no joke i'm not saying you should do that don't do that i'm just saying i do because i'm a whoa damn bro sorry (laughs) no i i i um i drink a lot because i'm a big boy the source of the 8x8 rule has not been confirmed. One theory suggests it may have originated in 1945 when one research organization released a report stating that the average person needed to consume one milliliter of water per calorie of food. For someone eating a diet of 2,000 calories per day, this adds up to 2,000 milliliters, which is roughly 8 glasses, 8 eight ounce glasses. So 2,000 milliliters is 64 ounces, so 8 times 8, 64. Boom. Um, what studies say, okay, here we go. What studies say about the eight by eight rule? One article from 2002 examined the evidence behind the eight glasses rule. It reviewed dozens of studies finding absolutely no scientific evidence suggesting that you need to drink eight ounce, eight, eight ounce glasses of water per day. However, it must be noted that this is finding is limited to healthy, albeit mostly sedentary adults living in a mild climate. So here, because it's hot as fuck, you probably got to drink more. Maybe 10, maybe 11, maybe 12. On the other hand, not drinking enough water can cause mild dehydration, defined as a loss of 1% to 2% of body weight due to fluid loss. In this state, you may experience fatigue, headache. Yes, 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 yes. I understand that. You can stay hydrated for more than water. Yep, you can you can get it from your coffee, your caffeinated beverages, some alcohol, I guess, but it depends because I think you have you pee most of it out, diuretics, etc. Um so yeah, I just found that I just just in case you keep saying you should drink your 8 glasses a day, you're being technically scientifically incorrect, but you should still do it, I think. How much water should you drink each day? According to Healthline.com, there's no single answer to this question. Adequate intake of water is considered to be 91 ounces or 2.7 liters per day for women and 125 ounces, 3.7 liters per day for men. 125? Wait, how many glasses is that? 125 divided by 8? 15! Holy! Oh, no. Note that this is the total intake of water from all sources, not just pure water. Okay. But still, see, 15. That's why I was thinking. I was like, no way. I drink like 20 per day. So now you know, guys. Now you know. You should drink more than 8 ounces of glasses. 8 glasses a day. What is this podcast about, man? It's gone off the rails, man. There's nothing else to talk about, man. Uh, I'm almost at 200 wins on Call of Duty Wars. I know you guys don't care. I'm almost at 200 wins on Call of Duty Wars. Oh, that's right. I had something else. The NBA season is set to start in December 2020. Oh, yeah. Next month exactly. Oh, not exactly, but... Almost a month from now, on December 22, a day after my birthday, the NBA 
will be returning for a 72-game schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit shorter, I think, than a regular season. 82, usually, I think, yung normal season. So the they're going to be using a new system, which will be used to ensure that the split of basketball-related income continues. One of the many details that had to be collectively bargained with the union. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, they're just restarting it early because they want to make money. And that makes sense. And it's good for the fans. Good for me. So if you only, if you need to make more money, buy me watch. I will buy NBA League Pass this year. I promise. You know, I, I used to stream games. I used Special Agent John. You know, if you're, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I used to find links to games. But I will pay for it this time because we're in a pandemic. And, and I really like not having to look for links. I really like not having it buffer. I, I like it being smooth. And NBA League Pass was a fantastic purchase. I was able to watch every game I wanted during the playoffs. It was I was able to see the finals, see the Lakers defeat the Miami Heat. Now, my question is, will it be in a bubble? That's what I did not look up yet. Uh, will NBA season be in a bubble? NBA season bubble. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to Google it right now. The NBA's bubble experience coming to a close, but the world outside is still dealing with the virus. Where should I look? Is there going to be a bubble for the NBA season? It doesn't say, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dance with me in my backyard. So they tentatively agreed to twenty December 22, 2020-2021 season, but it doesn't say, man. But also accommodate. That means, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to find out the answer in the future, guys, but I'm not really sure. But yeah, I'm happy that's gonna start in December 2020. Not, I thought it was gonna be like next year because, you know, because of all the COVID and shit. When are the fans gonna come back, huh? When are we gonna have arenas again? It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a different time. I, I really want to catch, like, I, I go watch a PBA game. I've never seen a PBA game live, but I feel like after this pandemic, I need to go watch a PBA game live. I've watched a few NBA games live in my lifetime. I I, I think I, wait, I can name, I, I feel like I could name them all. I watched a Portland Trailblazers versus New Jersey Nets game because Vince Carter, my favorite player, really cool uh, guy, and we drove to Portland to go see him. I also watched a Los Angeles Clippers versus Phoenix Suns game, which my ex-girlfriend at the time bought tickets for me. And it was one of the best birthday, I think it's for my birthday, one of my best birthday gifts ever. And I got to see Blake Griffin dunk on uh, Marcin Gortat, even though they called it an offensive foul. If you go on YouTube, type in Blake Griffin and then Gortat, G-O-R-T-A-T. You can see it. It was an offensive foul, so the points didn't count. But I was at that game. It was oh, I was so I was so hyped. I was like, damn, that was crazy. I watched in New in New York with my mom. New New York Knicks versus the Atlanta Hawks, and Joe Johnson went off in that game. I forgot what how many points he scored, but he destroyed the New York Knicks. And just hearing the the New York fans was 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 worth the price of admission. We got cheap seats and just hearing the New Yorkers saying, you know, get the fuck out of here. You know how New York people sound 
when they're when they're angry at sports games. It was great. It was great. So that and I watch a Lakers versus who the fuck did I watch? It was with my cousin. It was with Appa, cousin Kuijet and Kuiardi. We drove to L.A. We watched the Lakers game. I honestly forgot who we watched, but I think we got to see Kobe. And oh, I forgot who they played. That's the that's I think those are the games that I've watched NBA wise. I've watched a UAAP here game here before. Uh, it was Ateneo versus. Less no, not less. But I need to watch more live sports. I feel like I need to do that whenever they bring back live sports. I just gotta say, fuck it. I'm gonna go watch some freaking live sports. Uh, what else should I share with you guys? Is there anything else? It's about 28 minutes that I've wasted your time today. 11-11 sale. Use the Lazada link in the description. BT Dubs. Shout out to Broadfits, by the way. And I don't know if I shouted you out already. He bought the he bought the light bulbs that I. Uh, <laughs> promoted on this podcast because i really mean i really mean it those light bulbs are so awesome let me check my social media let me check my social media see if anybody said hello to me on there i told you i always check that shit so if you want to say hello to me message the podcast instagram hello to kevin capistrano who actually messaged me oh yeah great thank you for reminding me dude well i i, I talked about it in halada show but i went to go try to get an rfid for uh easy trip for the NLEX because I want to go in December. I want to go visit my family in Pampanga. And I think by then they're going to implement the, the the RFID across the NLEX and SLEX. And Rika made, good, made a good point in the Halala show that, you know, we should just stop complaining and just, just get it over with and, and line up for it and find a way to get it done because we've had this thing for months. And I agree. I agree with her. At the same time, I still don't agree that we shouldn't have a cash payment option like cash is king no matter where you go it should always be an option always always that's why i hate going to fucking z hostel in poblacion i fucking hate going there because you cannot pay cash upstairs you have to pay for an rfid bracelet downstairs oh it's just so dumb i hate that i hate it i hate it dude it's just so annoying like why 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 won't you let me pay you, bro? So I went to Shangri-La. And if you want to listen to Halala show, just to recount the story. But well, I, I mean, I went to, it was it, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. The event, the RFID like stick on, if you want to call it, was available 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I got there 11 a.m. And they said cut off. Nah. They're not giving out anymore. So I was like, dude. What do you want me to do? And you know, in the in in the like the disclaimer, no, in the poster or the the social media post where I saw that the event was happening, they didn't say limited slots only. They didn't say like limited the first two hundred customers. They didn't say please, you know, doors will open as early as blank. It was just as I guess people knew because when I got there, that shit was full, dude. It was fucking full. So, I mean, I, I didn't know. I mean, I've heard stories of my, like, let's say my boss who went to go at RFID said that he waited three hours. But I, I figured because it was here in Ortiga Center and, and it was like a, a line of cars, like, along along the street. I, I figured that's why it took so long. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to the mall on a Sunday. 
I'm going to the mall on a Sunday, 11 a.m. I mean, what are people doing? It's in Shangri-La, like Shangri-La Mall. I mean, who goes there? I like that mall. I'm just saying, but who goes there, bro? Not really that many people. So it was a fail. It was a fail. So I went to go eat some Genki sushi, and I had some salmon nigiri. And that's all I order. I, I think I ordered literally eight, nine, ten plates of, of salmon. Salmon sushi. <laughs> it's the best. I cannot think of a better, like, like there's just no better thing to eat than, than salmon sushi. When it comes to Japanese food. Okay. What else, man? There's really nothing else. Uh, we had a meeting with Podcast Network Asia. Not just we, Rika, and myself, but we, the whole Podcast Network Asia crew, we had a, what they call a town hall. And that was really nice. Obviously, I'm not going to show, share with you our secrets, but the gist of it all is that we just have to be consistent. We're part of, um, we're like at this stage in podcasting, especially here in the Philippines. Where we're kind of, we're still in this little weird dead zone where we're, where there are people who know about podcasts, lalina locally, but we still have to kind of get, get past that phase where we, where, or that, that, that part of the podcast life cycle here where we, where until it becomes something that is more mainstream. So. Eventually, I feel like it's going to be mainstream, you know, maybe three, four, five years from now. So the other challenge is to be consistent. So that's that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm recording right now at 10 in the evening during my free time here at work and hoping that somewhere down the line, the next three, four or five years, I will get from 20 listeners to 30 or 40. (laughs) Whoever listens to me, by the way, I really appreciate you. I mean, I look at my numbers, and it's not the biggest amount of, but it's just nakakilige. I I feel like, damn, I cannot believe, uh, let's say, five hundred people listen to me this week. And I sometimes I'll get that. Sometimes I'll get six hundred people, seven hundred people listen to me. Not all at once. Not all on the newest episode. Because if I did, that'd be pretty dope. But across, you know, people who are discovering my podcast, or maybe people who are coming late to the party. I need to I need to do more research so that I can put up some great content here. <laughs> So shout out to all the podcast listeners out there. You guys are fantastic. And especially to you, whoever listens to this podcast, you guys are the best podcast listeners. I mean, you are the cream of the crop because you, you're the best. I just want to let you know I'm hyping you up so you keep listening to me. You are the best. I don't want anyone else listening to my podcast except for you guys because you're worth it. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else? I know the PlayStation... I, I, what's going on with the PlayStation here in Manila? Parang wala, no? And there's no pre-orders. There's no, like, Data Blitz hasn't really released anything. But I know it's all sold out. Like, in, in the US, like, the pre-orders are done. Goners, man. Uh, and it's releasing in the US and, uh, I think Japan, Canada, and a few other places, November 12th. So, the day after 11-11. So, Wednesday. And then I think November 19th. Uh, it's supposed to be the rest of the world and there's no news about it here i haven't heard anything let's type it in ps5 philippines where to buy oh diba my gamers for one day ago from spin.ph spin.ph when is the official release of the playstation 5 eh, 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 eh. what is this when we contacted 
Sony, this is from spin.ph, uh, for any comment on the Philippine release, a representative only had this to say. Sony Interactive Entertainment will share details on PS5 pricing, release date, and pre-orders when we are ready. So I guess they're not ready. On its e-commerce website, popular video game data retailer Data Blitz has the PS5 listed for a holiday 2020 release but is not given any other details. You can, however, sign up for a mailing list to be the first to get info from the store. Okay, maybe I should do that. Am I going to buy it immediately, though? That's the question. I will definitely buy it if the Harry Potter game comes out. When is the Harry Potter? Dude, have you seen that Harry Potter game? I talked about it on here. Harry Potter PS5 game. Harry Potter PS5 game. Hogwarts Legacy release date 2021. So if it comes out like first quarter 2021, I'm definitely going to get a PS5. If it comes out late 2021, I might hold off and just play Warzone on my Xbox until then. Should I get the latest Xbox also? Mm. That is also a question. I'm going back to PS5, guys. I'm going back to Team PlayStation after many, many years. After two generations, three generations of consoles, I'm going back to the console that really made me what I am today. The PlayStation. PlayStation. Is there anything else that I want to share with you guys? Dude, I'm just, I feel like I'm just stretching now. I don't even know why. I'm already past the 30 minute mark. I'm just going to end it. Yep, I'm going to end it. I'm going to look into the the information about what was the thing that I was trying to find? The NBA like bubble. Is it going to be in a bubble? I'm going to look that up. I'll probably let you guys know on Friday. I'm also going to look up more about pastors and how they get paid because I really am curious about that. I'll, I'll share with you maybe next week or just whenever in the future. I'm going to educate myself. Till then, please message the podcast Instagram, Tevez of the Best. You can follow me on my personal Instagram. It's me, JC. Shout out to Jolly Bee for all that. It's not sponsored, but shout out to Jolly Bee for giving me money and food and, and making me fat this week. Take it easy. Uh, listen to Halala Show Mix 94. And I will catch you all Friday and see you all. Say it with me. Later. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.